Yeah, the biggest the biggest part of of falling is you realize that you have the strength to get up. And the funny thing about finding that out is you had the strength to get up before you fell. You had it because you never needed the strength. I feel like the definition for me of resilience is finding out that you're strong. Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Ketchall with Real Things Living. Today, my guest is Chrisette Michelle. Can you say hi, Chrisette? Hello, hello, hello. I really appreciate um, you taking the time to be on Real Things Living. You have a wonderful background, and I'm so glad you guys reached out. And my understanding is that you are a musician, right? For how many years were you a musician? About 15 that's impressive. And I, I just that in, in itself, I think musicians have always been inspiring to me, <laughs> motivating. I don't have the skill set, but I like to listen uh, to musicians and you focus mostly on it's R&B is my understanding. Yeah. So um, I went to school for vocal jazz performance. And so the, oh, wow. the introduction was sort of in the jazz space and I got signed um, to a major record label as an R&B artist. But if you write and you create, you can kind of sneak jazz in and you sneak soul in and gospel in. So I might call myself a, a soul singer. Um, but yeah, I think I'm known mostly for R&B. I, I love soul music. I think because I grew up in the Georgia area. So I grew up around it. Right. And mm -hmm. that's I'm not into country. I've always been into soul and R&B and some rock. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think it's. Maybe it had to do with the time frame I grew up in, but I just love music and I love um, that you're also, my understanding is you're going to start a podcast and it's called Comeback Sis. So you took a break, obviously, and now you're going to, that's why it's called Comeback Sis podcast. It's called Comeback Sis because it was perceived that I took a break. We live in this world where social oh. media kind of creates this narrative right. and what people are doing. Um, if your stomach's a little puffy, suddenly you're pregnant. Um, if your hair shaven, that means another thing. Um, so it's kind of a lot of assumptions. And so uh, Comeback Sis is kind of a play on what's been in my comment section for the last uh, seven or so years. Um, so yeah, it's kind of my answer to um, to, to, to people. That's, I mean, that's cool. And you, in podcast, as you know, they're really, really popular because we can communicate with our voices and see our, and I think videos became really popular with podcasting during COVID. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming I started doing that during COVID sharing videos and I'm like, oh, this is people were engaging more with the content yeah, definitely. So I, I got into the music business uh, just before Instagram came out, a little bit before Twitter came out. And I was on a tour bus, I remember um, kind of listening to or looking at Twitter and kind of playing around and, and answering people from all over the country and eventually, of course, around the world. And it became this really interesting place to just communicate and ask questions and get ideas from everywhere that were nothing like your own ideas. Um, and so as a songwriter, uh, that became one of the places where I would pull from for, for songwriting uh, subjects and, and for different things that I would do on stage. Um, we would hold contests. I remember one time going to Amsterdam and uh, have hazardly putting on a contest saying I'd be at this you know, particular place 
at 7 p.m. tonight, um, the first, you know, 80 people to come can get in. And it was a different country, a different place from where I'd been from. And it was all from social media. And that social media, um, you know, skyrocketed into this big thing, which is now how we literally actually communicate. So years later, Instagram comes out, um, vlogging on YouTube comes out. Um, and I'm, you know, how many million albums sold into the process. And now I'm saying to myself, does anybody know me outside of social media? I um, get involved heavily in politics by singing to the troops around the world. I sing in Afghanistan and, and just different parts of the country. And I was asked to sing for Donald Trump at his inauguration. And when I did, I was what we now call canceled. Um, and so that was the beginning of this moment in my life where people decided, yeah, so that was the part of my life where people decided she no longer sings. And it wasn't that I wasn't singing. It wasn't that I'd stopped singing. Um, it was that when you get this thing called canceled, people literally create a narrative of who you are, what you are, and what you're doing. And so Comebacks This is kind of my play on that whole, I guess I left, so here I am again. And it, and it showcases and highlights, highlights a lot of women who have maybe felt canceled or felt um, you know, rejected by many people because of a choice they may have made and what their comeback is, what it feels like, what it looks like. And it gives other women um, the power to, to hear other people's stories and the power to come back. So that's how I came up with the name, long story short. Yeah. That's, that's good. Stories are very powerful. And I think that's why they're so popular now. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're concentrating or focusing on women. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is really a, a good thing. I did not know that you had been canceled <laughs> or is that the right word? And it's, it's, um, you know, it's just kind of weird. I think social media, obviously the negative side of it em emphasized the cancel culture. Um, yeah, I don't get into politics really, but, um, I have just to help support certain things, you know, like you're, you're saying, but I don't, um, I'm just really careful about what I say about politics because the fear of, of me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you're looking at somebody who's had that experience, um, who went through it and is coming on the other side. Um, and so I, I totally understand why anybody would be uncomfortable talking about anything that's controversial, whether it be politics, religion, sex, sexuality, right. um, anything. Um, and so you know, I'm, I'm an example of somebody who, who came out on the other side, um, still loves life, still is creative. Um, but now I know that it's imperative or at least important uh, that you kind of keep talking, you keep singing, uh, you keep sharing um, and you never you never stay afraid. You know, you can be traumatized for a second, uh, but you heal and um, and you say more words and you test life out again. And life is gracious that way. Let's keep living. Uh, as you were talking, you definitely made me think you, you're learning from these experiences, right? And and then you got to still be yourself and not be afraid to be yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, in, in trendy terms, we say uh, showing up fully or being present um, or self-awareness. Um, but really, I think for me, it's, it's, it's about remaining curious um, and not losing curiosity just because you've experienced trauma. Trauma is important to heal uh, and it's important to notice. And it's okay if you create boundaries around, you know, this triggers me and I know it, therefore I will not do this. 
but curiosity is the key to uh, continuing to experience life. So we have to be curious. For sure. I definitely agree with that 100%. Oh, you got to be curious and you got to keep learning. And I think it's especially important as we get, uh, I shouldn't say older, uh, different phases of our life. Mm-hmm. It's even more important. So now you found a purpose after your experiences and a passion for this, for this podcast. And I'm assuming your podcast is going to be video as well. And mm-hmm. that's good. That's good because yeah. people are just in, seem to be engaging more that way. I've never been, I don't know about you. I've been on social media a little bit, but I'm not on TikTok. I can't, that's just too much for me. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And my favorite thing on TikTok is the the organizational videos, which goes to show you like, you know, the era that I'm in. <laughs> but it's like, if you're organizing your pots and pans, you are my favorite TikTok page. <laughs> right. I, I think because I'm, I'm, older than you. I'm like, push, oh my God, I'm, I'm in my late fifties now, but I just can't add that. I had to, at my age or as you get, you know, different phase of your life, I edit things out too. You have to, you, you figure that out. I call it editing, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't need to add that. It's bad enough. I was got on social media to begin with because my sons wanted to get on there when they were, um, I think middle schools when I started, I'm like, you can't get on unless I'm on too, but they were probably yeah. doing stuff I wasn't even aware of. But, yeah. uh, and um, it, it's just, it's good and bad pros and cons. And I try to focus you probably same way, Chrisette, on the positive aspect of something you learn from it and you got to um, acknowledge something that's negative. Right. But then you've got to focus on the positive to help you move forward. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah, I like, um, so your comeback sis. So I knew you'd mentioned, you know, why you do that. You kind of felt canceled. You kind of were canceled, which I didn't know about, but you're sharing stories of other women. And is there a particular theme of certain women that come on? You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. So there's, there's the, there are women who come on and by looking at them or by watching their social media, you would think they're the most confident, accomplished um, nothing's ever gone wrong in their life kinds of women. One of my favorite women that are on the show, her name is Real Talk Kim. And she's a preacher in Georgia, um, you know, long, luxurious, beautiful blonde hair and big blue eyes. And her suits are like these hot pink numbers every Sunday. I mean, she is an entire movie. Um, she's got this big, juicy Southern drawl and she's been divorced four times, two children, daughter of a preacher, and her story is ridiculous. Yet she's a New York Times bestseller, absolutely hilarious. And her 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 words are um how do I say this? Comedic at all times. So she might say something like, Girl, I was on my way to hell in a slip and slide, and you just are in hysterical tears. And then you realize she really means it. So she's got stories and she's got comedy and she's got this way of whatever you're going through, I'm going to, I'm going to pull you up off the floor and, and motivate you to get up. Uh, so those are the type of women that we're talking to are women okay. who have a story and are figuring it out and then bringing other people. I, with them. I like the aspect of humor and comedy. I think that helps you deal with tough situations. You've got to 
I mean, you just got to laugh about it. It's absurd, but then you got to uh, move on. I, I like, I love that. That is so cool. I'm definitely going to uh, check that one out because that's someone I like. To, I like to connect with people like that who aren't afraid of speaking up. I've always in the past have had this fear of always it had to be perfect. Right. And, and that's not good either. Yeah. It's tiring. It's exhausting. And I think a lot of times we're just doing it because we, we know somebody's watching, <laughs> you know, I always say if just because I'm a singer doesn't mean I don't sing at home. I have way more fun singing to myself than I have on stage. Way more fun playing around with a country song or a rock song um, and not an R&B song on stage. Uh, when I'm at <laughs> but if people are watching, it's like, it's got to be perfect. Yes. And that, but then that's, it's okay too, if you have a hiccup or, I mean, that's, you're human. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that's why we need to just acknowledge that we're all human. We all make mistakes in, and I love uh, what you're doing. And there's other thing that I saw in your, in your background that you mentioned something I, I read like neuro, is it neurodiversity? What exactly yeah. does that mean? Mm -hmm. Do you, I'm sure. So, sure. Neurodiversity is just this idea that everybody thinks a little differently and we want to be careful with how we handle people based on their learning, not just style, but their um, neurology, like literally how they're built. Um, and so for me personally, for instance, I have ADHD. You wouldn't know it because I'm 41 years old and I've worked really hard to sort of master a life with ADHD. Um, but a part of wellness, a part of picking yourself up off the ground, a part of coming back is realizing what you're made of and how do you master it? What am I made of? How do I master it? And then how do I bring that into the next part of my life? Um, a lot of times we'll use neurodiversity as an excuse or we'll use it as a um a reason to say, well, I can't do this because I am this. And so I, I talk a lot about uh, neurodiversity, whether it be on the podcast or just in, in public speaking formats uh, around the wellness space, because uh, I want people with any type of, uh, Instagram calls it neuro spicy nowadays, but any type of neuro spiciness, whether it's being on spectrum with autism, so many people are undiagnosed autistic right. and, um, and they're just unsure of why they do certain things. Um, so I'm a big champion for neurodiversity awareness and being successful and neurodivergent at the same time. Right. You just em embrace that being you being a little different is okay. And that was the second time I I saw that word, maybe because I'm older, <laughs> different generation. But at this guy I met, I haven't met him in person, but he's in a writer's group with me. He does writing on neuro. Uh, he's a ghostwriter about neurodiversity. And he admitted that he has ADHD. And mm -hmm. I think that's just great. And great. I think those people, people like you, you think differently. And I think that helps you come up with different solutions when we have problems. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I see it as a superpower. Yes. Um, and if I'm completely transparent, um, a lot of the neurodiversity and the on spectrum of, of autism makes it so that I can handle some of the things that other people wouldn't have been able to handle. I don't, I don't see things as bad as quickly as other people do. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but my natural um, um, gravitation towards defense is a lot less 
um, on than other people's just neurologically. I don't notice dangerous fastest others. And so <laughs> that's a part of neurodivergence. And so if you've got somebody who keeps taking these big risks and you're like, why would you do that? Take a look deeper. Maybe they've got some some different ways literally of thinking. Right. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Um, and, and we're not all built the same. And, and even the, our brains are not everybody. There's not a one thing to fix everything. And I think that our culture is learning from that. I think mm-hmm. the doctors are as well. They're mm-hmm. having to. Yeah. Uh, I, does that make sense? I've, you know, I've had health issues in the past, but I asked a lot of questions and that helps them think. <laughs> that's right. That's right. My mother is a behavioral scientist. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. We were around this woman who was diagnosing us with everything. <laughs> it felt like for fun. She'd be like, oh, well, you must be OCD or uh, because, <laughs> because you organize your shoes like that. And we'd be like, mom, I just want my shoes to be neat, you know, but she was usually right. My, my, my mom was a, it was a psychologist, you know, later mm-hmm. she was, my mom's been married a few times, but, and I think she became a psychologist. I think, hope she's not listening because she probably needed that. Do you know what I'm saying? That she went down that path and her background's different, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, she's a, a first gender. I mean, she married an American soldier, right? So that's a little different when she came over here and yeah. she didn't speak English. So, but I always felt like, um, re- I'm a little rebellious. I think, uh, <laughs> she was always analyzing me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm, I, that's normal for most kids. That's really funny though, that you refer to yourself as rebellious and your mother was always analyzing you yes. I refer to myself as rebellious. And my mother's always, analyzing she's always me. analyzing me. Yeah, I think I think we have something in common there. It's like, are you sure that's what I am? Um, I'm going to find out myself. And I would, I would, I was just. Um, it's funny, but I, I think that's a strength too, because mm-hmm. I, um, I think it's okay to to question things, question, mm-hmm. and I think that goes back to helps you with succeed and come up with the right answer for you. Mm-hmm. And we're all just in a weird. Uh, I shouldn't say we all. I don't like watching the news, I like to read more because reading makes me think. And mm-hmm. when someone else is um, reiterating what's happening, they kind of put in their opinions, kind of squeezing it in there. So your yeah. opinion is okay too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes yeah, back yeah. to Yeah, it's that's a tough one, right? I have, yes. I have a song, I didn't put this song out, but it was called, Your Opinion Doesn't Matter. And I didn't put it out because of what you're saying. Like, it's like, yeah. It does matter, but it doesn't. And I don't know if I'm ready to make this statement about opinions. Right. Opinions are hard. Yeah. It, it's it is too very many. hard. And I think we need to do, from my perspective, I also think we need, we have a little too much negativity and chaos. That's what we focus. I mean, that's what the you know media focuses on. We need to focus on more like what you're going to be doing. Good stories that are positive. Focus on the good things that are happening. Let's not focus on the chaos all the time because that makes people scared. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just it's my their, personal opinion. It's, it's fear mongering, right? Yeah. It's like, it's literally a spirit of the day to make people afraid. It's literally like an intentional thing that if we're not careful, we'll get sucked into. So I couldn't agree more. Right. And I've had, I've all, 
people always tell me I'm just too uh, positive. I'm like, well, you're a Debbie Downer. I mean, I don't say it to their faces. You know, Debbie, I'm sure you've seen that skit before in SNL. Don't be a Debbie Downer. I just, to me, people need to some positive, something funny. And you could throw in some humor like that guest podcast guest. You could throw in some humor. Because yeah. That one one episode was going so awry. <laughs> Just, we were crying and, and it was, cr I said, somebody just go pop some popcorn. And we ended up just <laughs> eating popcorn and just, cry. I said, if we're going to cry, we might as well have popcorn and hot chocolate. So it's, it's really, like, yeah, sometimes you just need a nice creamy hot cocoa because this world, you're right. It can be, oh, I hate this world, but it can be so toxic. It so, is. And that's why I, I try to, like I mentioned, edit out things that don't fit my life right now. And after you've had bad experiences, you've learned to what is important to you and what you can help, you know, help you focus and be a role model for other mm -hmm. people. And though we're all different, you need to, I guess, be empathetic too to people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's this book I love called Energy Vampires. It sounds a little spooky. I like it. Delicious. It's so good for this conversation. It brings a lot of comfort because it makes you realize, oh my goodness, like I'm not weird for wanting to be positive. And people know when they are around me that I want to be positive. They look at me funny, but I can really feel this stuff. I yes. can, it, it really gets into my heart. And so uh, Energy Vampires kind of helps with. Um, oh, I like it. I'm going to yeah. check that book out. I love, I never heard of that. And I'm a big book reader. I just never heard of that. And see, yeah, I'm, I'm learning just from talking to you a, a book I need to read and, and the importance of uh, humoring in, in uh, what's the word and the resilience. That's what my podcast is about is too, is resilience. We are not born with it. We get knocked down. And then that's how you know how to move forward. Yeah, and you had your incident, like you'd mentioned at the when um, singing at the Trump thing, mm -hmm. and then you yeah. had to like, whoa, take a step back, and what do I need to do now? And yeah. I think you're going to make a major, major impact. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest part of of falling is you realize that you have the strength to get up. And the funny thing about finding that out is you had the strength to get up before you fell. Just don't know you had it because you never needed the strength. I feel like the definition for me of resilience is finding out that you're strong. It's not necessarily being strong, but finding out that you are, and then never taking that strength for granted ever again. Right now, where do I want to use this strength? Where do I want to use my power? Where do I want to use what I am? Um, because before the fall, I was just skipping around, you know, taking life for granted. But after the fall, everything is so much more important, beautiful, uh, and you value things more. Yes, a lot of gratitude, a lot of, um, that's something that um, people need to do more, is be, do some reflection and then be grateful for what they have. I'm, I'm guilty. You forget sometimes, some days, every day is not perfect. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I was complaining about the rain, but heck, I got a nice, you know, roof over my head, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it helps the trees to grow, especially here in Georgia. Yes, we so, need that. I, mm -hmm. We need that. Yeah. That's another thing. Oh, I'm such a big uh, person who, that's why my background is nature, because nature I find to be calming 
to me. And that's what I learned. Uh, I, I started as a child. I was very, I explored and, and, and everything. They don't do that now. But when I was that age group, we just go outside and come in when the lights, I'm sure you heard that, come in when the lights oh are on the street. God, yes. I still do that. Yes. <laughs> because like the dirt, I know this is ridiculous, but the dirt and the trees and growing your own food, harvesting things, yes. saving which I, it's, it is the, that's one of my biggest joys because we live on this planet. We don't live in these buildings. We live on the planet. Right. And sometimes we forget, you know, sometimes we forget. It, we do. And, and I'm so fortunate that we found this house near a lake because mm -hmm. it was important for us to be around nature. I, I wouldn't have to drive somewhere. We're really lucky. Mm -hmm. And uh, I shouldn't say lucky, but we knew what to focus on, right? They were mm -hmm. made some boo-boos, um, uh, mistakes, but oh, I love nature is just like my go-to thing. And I'm one of those, um, I don't know. I just, I walk every day. I'm not going to probably walk today because of the storm, but that's okay. <laughs> but walking outside is more important to me. I'm sure you understand, you grasp, you, you understand that. Even if you want to go work out in a gym, I think exercising and movement is important too. And yeah. I'm not a gym person or going, I'm just not, I've tried that. And I'm just like, uh, I would rather go walk along a trail, right? That's just me. hundred percent. All that metal and all that growling everybody's doing. I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little intimidating, um, but I do love to lift things. Um, it does help with actually with- it does. With it helps to calm your body back down. Right. I I did do the um, Pilates class with women. I enjoyed mm -hmm. that, but then they shut that down during COVID. And so I haven't really got back. But so, but Pilates is, as you get older, it's easier well, it's for strength training. <laughs> then um, you just got to find out what you like to do, right? You have and to find it. For, for me, it's, I'm moving around a lot, traveling almost you know, maybe three or four flights per week. And so oh, wow. it's the hard part because I'm always doing it. So being still is the thing that's like, if I could just sit still today, you know, and breathe for 30 minutes. And so every once in a while, you'll find me like, you know, at a mall sitting in one of the chairs, just with my eyes <laughs> you know, in, a, in Chicago somewhere, just because the constant movement. But, you know, grounding into the ground, uh, yes. literally, feeling the soil beneath your feet. Um, it's even fun. I don't know if you own a pair of Vibrams, but like the 10 toe shoes where it's like all toes at the top of the shoe. I've seen them. Yes. I had a pair. Yes. Yeah. You ground your toes into the, into the ground. It's so important. I I've noticed that grounding is getting more popular. Have you ever heard of a, an, an artist called Jonathan Roy? He's a singer. He, oh. uh, is from Canada actually I've, I've learned about him recently sorry but he does his videos um he sings barefoot he's grounded and the his backup singer is Kim Richardson you should check mm -hmm. him out and it's a mix of kind of like R&B and some rock and mm -hmm. his um I like his music because it's a comp like I mentioned I like that kind of mix and his background and that song that got me hooked is called Keeping Me Alive. Keeping Me Alive. Yeah. And sounds fun. Yeah. And I'm going to go 
I like to go to concerts. And so we're going to go see him coming up. I'd rather have a smaller venue like that than the big ones, just because it hurts my ears at my age. <laughs> got to be cognizant. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, on stage, we wear these things called in-ear monitors because it's too noisy. Really? Like, yeah. And so the in-ear monitors, you get a mold all the way inside of your ear. They mold the shape of your ear and then they fit these in-ears into your ear. And then there's 12 channels in the ear. Oh, wow. And yeah. Your engineer goes and dials every single thing that you do want in your ear. A little tiny bit of the audience. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So artists, it's funny that you're saying that as a, you know, a viewer, but artists feel the same way. We're like, it's way too noisy in here. <laughs> it, it and as you, as you, um, excuse me, as you uh, go to a different level of uh, being on the planet, it, it does affect uh, your hearing, but I still love live music. And that's another thing that brings me joy. And I just thought I'd bring that because you were talking and you mentioned the grounding. I'm like, that's what connected me yeah. to his music. He has a chorus kind of in that song. And I had my husband listed. I'm like, I'm in for it. And well, this is so cool. My favorite um, artist, by the way, is Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I think oh, I've seen him. So cool. I've seen him at least at least three times in mm -hmm. person, and um, he's just. Oh, you really love music, huh? I said you really love music. I do. <laughs> now, the last concert I went to, I won't say what, it, but it was at the uh, Truist Park in Atlanta. Don't go. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> it's just. It's not a proper venue for mm -hmm. that kind of rock. It was rock. We'll be at we'll be at the Mabel House Amphitheater in May on May fourth. I think they just reopened or just built their okay. amphitheater. Yeah, so I'll check that out. Wow. See you in person. Yeah, that'd be so. Yeah, cool. I love. That's why when I learned about your background, like I love musicians. Mm -hmm. I was more of the dancer. I did that. So fun. <laughs> I did that, and but I stopped. For some reason, I was like in a dance troupe in college, but I just, I don't know why I stopped. But anyway, it, uh, I liked it. I just something, the rhythm and just something I learned as a child that I connected me and it makes you be in the moment. That's important too in life, right? Yeah. My favorite type of dance is modern dance. Like if I'm just going to, to relax yep. into the dance studio and take Yes, just do modern. And I think that's what I did. Uh, I did also do it when I moved to Georgia, a dance, it was a dance trip here and that, but then I got pregnant. So there you go. Then I stopped. A blessing all around. I have boys now. They're all, but they're men now, which is funny. Oh, but how many boys do you have? I have two boys mm. and it's, uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was meant to be because I was a rebel. And so I have boys, so I knew how to handle them. Um, yeah, I get you. Boys are a little tougher. Well, I won't keep you much longer, but can you tell me or tell the listeners where else they can learn more about you, where, where you can. Yeah. My website is funky and happy and corny. It's called comebacksis.com. So you can go there and check out the very first episode of Comeback Sis. And make sure you get on the newsletter because we want to send you some fun stuff in the mail. So comebacksis.com. And then, of course, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, I am Chrisette. Michelle with one L. That's C-H-R-I-S-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E, Michelle with one L. So you can find me on all social media. And then if you want to come hang out with me at the Mabel House Amphitheater, you can go to ChrisetteMichelle'sWorld.com where all of my tickets are sold. But yeah, comebacksist.com. That's awesome. 
I will, for those that are listening, I'll have the links included in the description. And I really appreciate this. I love this. You're following your passion. You're being you. And I'm going to look up concert tickets. <laughs> Especially now, I just always love music and you got to embrace that, right? So. Thank you. We'll take care of you. Just let us know if you want to come. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I appreciate your time and enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day.